Hey y'all, welcome to episode 9 of the Lilo Podcast. If you know me, you know my home is my sanctuary. I grew up in a home where we did not have a lot of guests over because my mom was adamant that you can't invite everyone's energy into your home. That's your space. But my guest today is a new friend in my life and I feel so comfortable with her that I have allowed her in my home? Chell, even in October, we hosted a birthday party for my friend here, but it was outside. And anybody that had to go to the bathroom, I didn't know what to tell you because only a select amount of people were allowed in my house. So her being here speaks volume. And I'm so excited because we are talking about friendship. I was going to title this episode a few different things like, thank you for being a friend because uh, Golden Girls, hello, iconic. Obi and I also discussed a different title for this episode, but it's going to be titled, Ain't That Your Friend? Ain't that your friend? Ain't that your friend? Ain't that your friend? But this was important to me because we can always talk about romantic relationships, but friendship is so important. And I think we overlook what can happen in friendships, how hard it is to make friends as adults, what it means to be a good friend. And when I meet someone like Obi, someone I don't know very well, but I have this connection, I knew that she had something insightful to say. So without further ado, let's get into episode nine. Ain't that your friend? Welcome to episode nine of the Lalo podcast. I have Obi. Is it Obi or how do you like to pronounce it? I feel like when I'm in serious mode, like work mode, it's Obehi, you know. But all of my life, you know, Obi was just always my nickname. So I, they're interchangeable. Okay. Sometimes, you know, people are like, oh my gosh, no, I just want to be able to pronounce your real name. Yeah, more. yeah. It's like, you know, some people are like this or that. Yeah. Obi, Obehi, whatever rolls off the Obehi tongue in the moment. Obehi is beautiful though. Well, thank you. Yeah. Fun fact, it means the child's in God's hands. No so. way. Yeah. A shout out to your parents for Obehi. That's beautiful. Thank you. Well, I'm excited to have you because one thing that I think y'all should know about Obi, Obehi. I'm gonna keep saying Obi, but um, no, it's whatever. When I met you, it was when was the first time? I feel like I've seen you a few times. I, s- I saw you a few times mm-hmm. around, but the first time we actually like conversed and got to know each other was at a mutual friend's birthday. Was it Brandon's? Brooklyn's. 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 Okay. No, I was at, it was at Brandon's. Brand- oh, wait, the uh, last year. No, last year. Okay. okay, actually, another <laughs> mutual friend's <laughs> birthday. That part but we didn't solid. really talk. We didn't really get to yeah. chat. We didn't really get to so chat, but I feel people. like Brooklyn's is where we really got to. Oh my gosh, what's your sign? Oh my gosh, what's your sign? Oh my gosh, what's your sign? <laughs> it was like an hour of just like girl talk. Just it was like really good though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was so refreshing. Yeah, it was nice. We at Brandon, we actually recorded Holland's episode where Brandon's party was at. You know what? That <laughs> Airbnb space, whatever. Yeah, it was beautiful. Chef's and I told Mike, I said, you know, I was at that party that you kicked us out. He was oh like, you were God. there? And I was like, yeah. I was there. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for that. Thank you for your service, Mike. <laughs> But no, I felt like, and then at Thanksgiving, we just like, every time I see you, we're drinking, but we're like talking. And that's why I was like, you got something to talk about. I'm always, I want people that are like, like me, but also different. Like, I feel like you're the feminine version of me. Because I'm kind of like, she's flattering, you know, (laughs) a little bit like a boy, but it's like, I don't know. I just felt like you have a lot to say. So we're going to get into it. Obi, let's start with you're from Chicago. I am from Chicago. When did you move to L.A.? I moved to L.A. February 2022. Okay. We're creeping on two years. Wow. Um, Yeah, crazy. Mm -hmm. And prior to L.A., I was in New York. 
for that. Really? Yeah, I was in New York. I didn't know that. Can you tell? Yeah, you definitely uh, give, like, New York vibes. New Yorkers are kind of, like, raw. I don't like saying that. But, like, a little more, like, they're just sure of themselves. Yeah. So you have, like, a different, I think L.A. girls are a little more laid back. And I'm not saying this in, like, a way, like, oh, my God, you're so, like, but you're just more, like, hmm. Whereas, like, L.A. girls are like, you know what I mean? I wouldn't even say L.A. girls. It's probably just, like, L.A. culture. Culture, yeah. Um, because, you know, this is a huge melting pot, just like New York, and they're very similar, mm. you know, in that way. But, yeah, this L.A. is definitely very lax. Yeah, and yeah. I always tell people that all the time, like, transitioning from New York to L.A., I feel like I just learned in all aspects how to just relax, yeah, tone yeah. down, which I'm, I am pretty— We'll get into that. Later. I don't think you should though. I, right, I was gonna say, which yeah. I'm trying to get over. Okay, um, I'm just trying to get back into yeah. you know me. Um, but like, I feel like it was a good, it was yeah. some good reasonings. Like, it taught me how to kind of calm down a little mm. bit and just pace myself. Yeah. in different ways, mm. you know. So, I feel like Chicago is a good mix between mm. L.A. and New York. Or, yeah, L.A. and New York. Um, yeah. Chicago was my second option. Like, if I didn't mm-hmm. move to L.A., I was going to go to Chicago. I can so see you in yeah. Chicago. Really? For sure. I can so. I think you'd really enjoy it. You'd really vibe out. Just, like, getting to know your personality. Yeah. I feel like Chicago would look great on you, and I feel like you'd really be able to appreciate the city for everything it has mm-hmm. to offer. I don't feel like everyone knows how to appreciate Chicago for everything it has to offer, or they're just unaware yeah. that Chicago has so much to offer because whatever the media mm. or, you know, things like that portray. Because they're like, it's so bad and so, so ghetto. Oh yeah, gosh, gunshots, yeah. gunshots. <laughs> Give it up. No, yeah, Chicago never gave. Our skyline is beautiful. The summers are to die for. Yep. Oh, wait, sorry. That's probably bad to say. No, like, no, <laughs> to, pun, like, no but, pun intended. No pun intended. literally yeah. to die for. But, you know, like the summers are lit. So let's oh, say yeah. that. Um, and there's a lot of culture in Chicago mm. that people people don't know about so yeah. I think you should still try it at some point if you do have that have opportunity. you been to Dallas have I been to Dallas yes I told you I have a best friend in is it Plano Texas yeah that's yeah. where my mom lives in Plano yeah yeah Plano I always say Plano. Yeah, yeah. So my best friend lives out there I always go visit her I like Dallas yeah there's a lot of Nigerians there too yeah. I'm looking at the camera because like... during my straight days <laughs> fine Nigerians. the Nigerians man they was they were let me just say something about the Nigerian men. They were, I was good. I'll just say that. Like, Cortland didn't have to worry about nothing. It's sick. Yeah. Yes, I will say that. I do feel like Chicago kind of lacked. I don't, I don't want to say that because maybe mm. that'll be. I just feel like they're just a different breed. Yeah. They're just a different breed yeah. of Nigerians in Texas, the state of Texas as a whole. So, yeah. A, a ton of them. So, I'm curious. Okay, because I, I asked you if you've been to Dallas because my cousin, we're the same age. She lives in Chicago. Mm-hmm. From She moved there from Dallas. And... I always feel like Chicago was like a colder Dallas in a way. Like it was just cold. Like in what ways? Like the um, city seems more, it seems like a Dallas doesn't. Okay. Chicago has culture. I'll say that Dallas mm-hmm. does not have a lot of culture. It's like mm-hmm. very pretentious. So there's not like a lot to do there, but I also feel like Chicago, you're not going to go to Chicago to hike. You're going to mm-hmm. go to Chicago to eat good food. Yes. Say have that. a good time. <laughs> Say that. We miss the good food out here. I'm just going to say. Seasoned food. Right. Right. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. Eat good food. Have a good time. Have good drinks. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like Chicago and Dallas, like, good interchange in that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Dallas has... I, it's always good energy and good vibes there. Mm. I like the the nightlife in Dallas too. It's lit. Yeah, the nightlife in Dallas, they kind of got Chicago beat. I would yeah, say that. Really? Sorry, sorry, I love you. We Chicago have bottle blonde. Both of us have bottle blonde. Yeah. 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 Um, food as well too. Dallas is a vibe. Okay. I always enjoy it. Okay. I'm gonna go. We'll see what happens. Um, okay, so you moved here 
from New York. Um, I moved here in April, so I feel like we're like neck and neck. So yeah. I feel you. What has the adaptation been like for you coming out here? Um, to be honest, okay, I would say now looking back mm-hmm. because it's so different versus like when you're actually looking back and reflecting mm-hmm. on just a journey of something. Like in the moment, you're feeling like one way, but I've noticed that like that kind of changes. Yeah, like as time goes and mm-hmm. things progress. Um, I would say at first I thought at first it was a bit difficult. I will say that. Really? I and it wasn't difficult. It was interesting because my career was like taking off, doing mm. so well, navigating that space and adapting in that way mm. was a piece of cake. Yeah. I think it was more so um the city mm. adapting to the LA culture mm-hmm. because there is a certain culture here yeah. that differs, but I will not act like there's not a LA culture right. or just culture in general. Um that was a bit more difficult. Valid. Um which was like you can only imagine it's up and down because sometimes it's always vice versa. People are just like, oh, I love LA, yeah, the vibe yeah. out there. I just can't wait to live out there and yeah. kick it. Dang, like it's hard trying to navigate the entertainment industry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm an entertainment journalist, by the way. So yes. it's like, it's hard to navigate the entertainment industry. I'm trying to shake these hands. But I think my journey was a little bit different because I didn't really plan to move to LA. Mm. So that was a major thing. Like I didn't plan it. So, you know, some people are like, oh, I'm saving up. Well, most yeah, people, yeah, yeah. I'm saving up. This is where I want to be. I always thought I was going to be in New York. So I really? New York. Yeah. You were the like eighth person yeah. I've met that said that. I always was like, oh, New York is where my career is going to take mm. off. This is where it's going to be. LA will be an option for me mm. by the time I'm done with this city. But the pandemic had other plans, mm. which is fine. Yep. Because it turned out for the better. But I think just to answer your question, it was a bit harder just um, like adapting to the LA culture, mm. um, finding like community. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my very best friends, Brandon, of course, yeah. lived here. So, like, of course, like that was my safest space. One mm-hmm. of my best friends, you know, prior to moving here. So, like, of course, I had him. But then, you know, just kind of branching out, finding, you know, community naturally, yeah, and just adapting to the pace of LA and the culture was mm-hmm. what I found more difficult. Is the pace slower than New York? Way, way slower. Way slower, dude. I I get way. stressed because even yeah. from Dallas, I was like, y'all have got to move, like, yeah. Even like people walking across the street, like with the little timer, yeah. it's like, let's go. Like, yeah. what are y'all doing? So yeah. I can't imagine. Yeah, 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 it's way slower, but um, it's a good slower because it wasn't bad because that kind of taught me like to slow down. slow down. Everything is not a rush. Mm-hmm. Everything is not a race. Yeah. Traffic is humbling here, too. There's sure so many is. things in L.A. that I feel like teaches you patience. Mm-hmm. So I think I needed that. You know, wow. I was always kind of used to that high energy high level energy yeah coming from a very like transit i went straight to new york from college wow. so transitioning from although i lit i went to college in missouri i went to missouri okay and it was like nice. people are like oh my gosh columbia missouri like what is in missouri but yeah. like it was a college town yeah missouri was um, like yeah it's big it was lit yeah. and like people from so many different states and then i'm in one of the like yeah. at the time top journalism schools in the nation so that was already fast paced in itself mm-hmm. so I was always just used to being naturally on go mm-hmm. and I came here and I'm like oh everybody's like a little slow it's they're not slower mm-hmm. here it seems like no one's really in a rush yeah but maybe this is good maybe this is teaching me that everything things take time yeah 
Yeah. And it's humbling. So, yeah, I, I guess I would say that was the biggest problem I had. Like, not issue where, like, you know, just adjusting. Yeah, adjusting yeah. to just the L.A. life and culture. Yeah, I love that. I'm, I'm curious because I feel like there's so many people. I've met so many people from Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I feel like all of you guys are like this, you know, like. Meeting so when I came out here, Devonte was like my saving grace, mm-hmm. like exactly. where it was for you. Absolutely. And when I started meeting everybody, they're like, "Oh, I'm from Chicago. I'm from Chicago." I'm like, "God damn, are all of y'all friends?" Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, like when you went to New York from school yeah. compared to coming to LA, what has it been like making friends? Ooh, okay. Well, <laughs> honestly, um, I would say that both moving to a new city for anyone. Mm-hmm. What, regardless of whatever city it is, is in trying to build a community and make friends in itself is going to be, you know, difficult to some capacity if, you know, you're you don't have a lot of people there, mm-hmm. per se, or you can like count on one hand how many people like are close to you. When I consider a friend, I consider someone I'm like, you need your help real quick. Right, right, right. Moving, or can you, I mean, you know, or like this, Damn. you know, someone you can rely on, like not just an acquaintance or yeah. a going out friend or a partying friend, like. Someone who I actually sit down, we can go out, we can do multiple things together mm-hmm. outside of just partying. Right. Um, you said you're asking, was it harder in New York to make friends or harder yeah. in L.A.? Or, and I'll add this, knowing that you knew somebody coming here, has it stifled you from reaching out to people to make other friends? No way. Okay. Why? Because my my male best friend is a male. Yeah. Um, people, and this is another thing. That okay. Like, people don't like when people, I've seen like, you know, social media makes up their own rules yeah. in New York, clearly. And I saw something that was like, I, I don't like when, when women say that they're a girl's girl because those women tend to be the fakest. Why? I, I don't like that. I feel like if you know yourself and yourself aware. Yeah. That's why I had to just set that disclaimer. Okay. I am a girl's girl. I'm a girl's girl too. I'm, I'm just gonna girl, say honey. it. Yeah. Call it what you want. Um, yep. And I'm always going to throw that out there. Mm-hmm. I'm the youngest of five women. Wow. Um, I'm also in a sorority. Which, what's your sorority? Oh, AKA Alpha Kappa. My whole family is going <laughs> to love this. So Everybody. I'm also in yeah. a sorority, which, you know, is mm-hmm. love a lot of women. Like, I am used to being around women. I love being around feminine energy. Yeah. So at the end of the day, moving here, like, you know, one of my safest spaces and my best friend, he's a guy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I found community just naturally within Mm. the people I met through him and things like that. But I still crave, you know, that feminine energy naturally. So, um, and I... I am pretty friendly. I you are have, very friendly. I'm like unfriendly. <laughs> I'll be as like, cool as fuck. And be saying like, oh my gosh, I don't know. And I'm just like, can I tell you why? Why? Yeah. Okay. Because I feel like you have no, you have no problem being honest. Oh no, I don't have a problem. But I feel like I think like, I know what it is, but mm-hmm. I don't want to come off away by saying what I think it yeah. is. Okay. So I'll let you probably. I'm gonna be very honest. Okay. I think when I first, <laughs> okay. when I first met Ob, mm-hmm. first of all, you're beautiful. So that's already like people are like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so are you say so are you? <laughs> people are already like, as soon as they see like a beautiful woman, they're like already their guard is up because mm-hmm. it's like, is there more to her, mm-hmm. or is she only? I like how you put that. Is there more to her? Mm-hmm. Is okay. she only? Is she consumed in her beauty? And then on top of that. You have like um, there's a vibrance about you. Like for me personally, it's yeah. rare. If you go in a party, it mm-hmm. was like I saw you, I saw Becky. Like I saw very few people that really like caught my attention, mm-hmm. and I was a little nervous because I was like, okay, this is like a girl that's like kind of like 
a bad bitch hanging out with gay men. And I was like... Ooh, and you know, mo- there's a... Anyway, I'll let you finish. Okay, okay. There's a stereotype with that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. And I... Especially me being a girl that's kind of... I'm feminine and... Mm. Like, I used to be more feminine than I am now, but sometimes I feel like other women don't understand me because I give both spectrums. Mm-hmm. So when I saw you, I was like, man, I don't know if she's going to really get my vibe. Like, she didn't think I'm like, is this a, a is she butch? Is she, you know, it yeah. was just weird. But I just think there's such um, an, like a light around you that people see you that it makes people feel intimidated, honestly. And they Thank might you. not know if that you're like genuinely a genuine person. Like, there's nothing about you that is superficial or you have depth depth to you and i think that's people just got to tap into it so well thank you yeah i think it it makes them scared and i like how you put that um because i understand and i respect it too because we're all human and you know naturally we're going to make those assumptions or have those preconceived notions if you don't know someone Mm -hmm. but i think another aspect of that is after all it used to kind of bother me at first because like Mm -hmm. i just know like i'm such a people's person i am a lover of all people and i'm literally a social butterfly but after a while i was like well you know what the real ones will stick. Mm-hmm. The people who are actually, you know, actually want to get to know me mm-hmm. will make that effort. Yep. You always made an effort to speak to me. Um, and, you know, I'm always going to do likewise. And yeah. it wasn't even a matter of like, oh, who's going to speak first? Because that's not even how I roll. But I can kind of sense that sense after it. a while, just, you know, tapping into myself and, you know, getting to know who I am and learning who I am, you know, with years and with time, I kind of started to notice, OK, maybe it's this mm-hmm. or maybe it's that, you know, how you kind of explained it so after a while I was like well rather than you know feeling bad or putting myself down for you know what others may be projecting Mm -hmm. onto me I'm just going to let things be natural and you know if you care enough or Mm -hmm. if you're you know intrigued enough or you know interested enough you'll try and get to know me as I do with other people too Mm -hmm. so I always say that's it's an empowering thing because I used to go to my mom and this is a question that I kind of want to ask is like how do you navigate jealousy or competition in friends but I used to go to my mom because I really I was bullied pretty bad as a kid and then I just struggle with relationships and friendships with women I have like four girlfriends that I'm super close with my best friend I've known her since I was 11 but it's rare that I meet a woman that I'm like oh we're like we're cool we can go get our nails done we can go eat food and it not be a problem and I used to be like mom like I don't I'm not like as you know, I don't match up to them in certain ways, but I'm not a bad person. So why do they not like me? Mm-hmm. Like, what is wrong with me that is like putting them off? But then now I'm just like, man, fuck you. Yeah, literally. <laughs> no, literally, fuck don't, don't you. Really like, fuck you. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. And I've been there before where you just really start to like, I've been through, I feel like I've been through every fra- phase of friendship. Like, mm. I feel like. I that's why I feel like nothing can really like get past me or like mm. get over on me because I feel like at this point at my 27 years of age I feel like I've literally have tapped into every kind of personality <laughs> type yeah. every kind of female that's why I feel like I'm so optimistic and open mm. when I meet someone who is a bit different or was because I feel like I've seen it all and I have I've had that issue as well too yeah. at some point. But one thing that stood out to me that you did say is because in the same sentence you said, mm-hmm. I always have, you know, issues with maintaining friendships with women, but in the same breath you said, but I do have these four close girlfriends yeah, yeah, yeah. and one girlfriend. And I always <laughs> say that too, because I'm like, 
what is this? Like, I feel like, you know, I'm having these issues or with, mm-hmm. you know, female friends and making them stick, you know, especially in, you know, these new cities that right. I'm in. And like, but, you know, I do have my best friend from eighth grade. Right. who's like my A1. And then, you know, I do have a good girl group mm-hmm. of friends who like, you know, we just we just get along. Yeah, and we get it. So I'm like, OK, well, rather than thinking that I'm the problem or saying that I have to stop saying that I'm having issues maintaining yeah. female friends because when I look around, I do have healthy female right. friendships. Just it may not be in my current situation or in my current surroundings. In the space. In the you, space mm-hmm. that I'm currently in. Yeah. Um, and the I think honestly to answer your question or just the the resolution that I've come mm-hmm. and I it took me some time, just you know, some self-reflecting because that's always important. Mm-hmm. But I just realized that overall, I think it is just harder to um foster friendships when you can just say with women just mm-hmm. in general as we like just continue to um you know and so tap into our adulthood like, oh, as we get older I feel like the harder it just gets because people have you know different priorities yep. you know certain things that when you're trying to make a friend or like build a friendship with mm-hmm. someone um that you would do some people just generally don't have time for it yep. or like you know just people's morals are different people just have different responsibilities mm-hmm. so they're not willing to prioritize certain things yeah you know that consists of maintaining of friendship so I think it's just I've just come to terms with the fact that it is going to be a little bit more harder now that we are just you know getting older and you know just things are just different things look different everyone is going through different things in adulthood we have way more responsibilities which is why I try and give people grace Mm -hmm. but I still very much still have a no nonsense (laughs) do not fuck with me no nonsense (laughs) no nonsense mindset I really do have low tolerance for um people who are just disingenuine and like Mm. it's just like and I feel like that is why it's becoming harder and harder because at the same time, while, you know, it's harder to make friends, there are a lot of things that as women, mm-hmm. you know, in our adulthood, we're just not going to tolerate. Oh, no. So no. that is why it may come off as dismissive. Right. But I'm quick to be like, mm, that's I'm not, not dealing person. with it. Yeah. Oh, gotta, gotta, yeah. Oh, okay. Because you, you can know. feel energy. You can read it. And I mm-hmm. like that you talked about, if, like, I have these these friendships but I struggle with women friends the spaces that we're in and I realized like I used to be in a space with I would call myself a section hoe Mm -hmm. so I would be like everybody is going through that section you're not listen you're not a lit girly pop if you did not go through your section hoe phase did you have a section did you have a cleat chaser section hoe phase or not in your Mm -hmm. early 20s Mm -hmm. like you you had to have it and I just realized like that community that space is not the space to make like you said you're going out friends that's yeah. not your, those are not your friends have to be able to separate it that's exactly. another thing that comes with um especially living in a new city you have to be able to separate it or your feelings are going to be hurt. hurt because if you think that's your club hopping friend which you know don't get me wrong there are some unicorns so, yeah, yeah that you be like Bitch, I we love those yeah, we yeah. love those like girl we can go to yoga we yeah. can go to the club mm-hmm. we can go to church the whole night have but brunch. yeah most of the time you just have to let it be what it is and mm-hmm. take it for what it is because when you start to 
you know, get a bit confused and you're not able to differentiate what categories certain women yep. or just friends in general should fall into, your feelings are going to get hurt. Yep. Now you want to fight. Now it's like, now I want to fight. fight you. Like, <laughs> I would be like, so... I thought we were more than this. Yes. Eh? Like, we hang out, because when I was a, a section hoe, I was going out five, six nights a week, so yeah. I was seeing the same people, doing the same things with them. and like Confused, with, thinking so that these confused. are your girly pops and y'all are only, y'all, you all can yep. only hold a conversation over <laughs> and and our activity like i would help them move but yeah. we were drinking while we were moving yeah like it, there was no or like and i think my issue was and i don't know if you relate to this but i felt like we would have deep conversations and i would give them great advice but once i started outgrowing the need to go out or mm -hmm. start drinking it was like i was switching up yeah and it's like bitch like... do you not want to grow too do you not want to experience other things and it was like really weird because a lot of the girls, I, I'm just going to be very honest. Mm -hmm. They were having their rent paid for, their car note paid for, mm -hmm. everything. I was doing everything myself. So yeah. it's like, why are you mad at me still when you have a life that is literally laid out for you? I'm still working my ass off trying to figure it out, yeah. but it's not enough. And I think that's, I really, once you get to a certain age, you're like, dude, it's okay. Like, I'm not going to, yeah. yeah, go through that. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. I will say that. Like, bitch, nothing you can get your wrong. bills paid for. <laughs> I'm trying to get my rent paid. Right? I support okay. you. <laughs> no, but I, I get what you're saying. I get yeah. what you're saying. But um, it's just kind of like just having that understanding or like at some point it's just like, dang, we really don't relate or we really don't have much to talk about because mm -hmm. unfortunately we are just kind of different. Yeah. And the only mutual thing that we do have now is ha the only mutual thing that we do have in common is going out. Mm. And that's another thing that just comes with age and mm -hmm. maintaining friendships because I feel like back then it was like, okay, cool. That's yeah. my girl who's doing X, Y, and Z. But like you start to crave more than that and yeah. more substance. And like, I want to be able to talk about the real life real life that I'm going through and you didn't at least have some form of feedback rather than you just you know you can't relate right and you know yeah now it's crickets mm. okay so I read um an art this is why one of the questions I sent you was okay. do you feel friendships with women require more attention and management because I read an article on medium that said basically the emotional men are essentially able to just kind of meet their buddies and everybody's like oh dude like i like this dude and they're cool for 15 20 years but mm -hmm. women and as a woman a woman that dates women i also understand this in a relationship aspect but do you think it requires more attention and management and how do you have that balance between time for yourself and time with your friends so just to clarify do you feel like it has are we comparing or are we just saying, are, do you just want to know what level of, do I feel like it's just a high maintenance level mm. versus a low maintenance level? Are you saying versus being friends with men? Let's, let's say high maintenance level. Not, we'll take the men out. Yeah, we'll take the men out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it depends. It depends. I feel like certain friends, I'm going to be brutally honest, being transparent, certain friends do require higher maintenance than other friends yeah and when you know your friends it's okay to and i'm not saying gives you know your low maintenance friends the short and the thick because you know oh she don't care about that mm. but also it's okay to understand different friends require mm. different things yeah. to maintain a friendship all of my friends are different okay. you know we may all even the friend groups that i am in where we're all mutually friends all of us have different personality types mm -hmm. you know 
and it works for us. But I'm going to know, oh, this friend, well, I'm going to have to call her, <laughs> you know, because she's going to go into panic mode. Yeah, yeah. And this friend, she gets it, like, mm-hmm. because she, too, we share some of the same sentiments. We don't have to talk mm. all the time. Um, I have friends who are high maintenance. I have friends who are low maintenance. But all of my friends... Um, um, I would say all of my female friends are pretty mature okay. as to where like, and we're big on communication, right? Love that. So I feel like that is the mutual factor between mm. my high maintenance friends and my low maintenance friends. We're able to communicate. Okay. Regardless, if I have a high maintenance friend, I'm communicate. Hey girl, I know I didn't talk to you this week, but yeah. it's that week. But it's my low maintenance friends. Hey girl, I know we haven't talked in a while. Still yeah. love you checking in. But it's not personal. They don't take it personal. They don't take it personal. And if yeah. they do, because mm-hmm. I'm not going to act like we're not women and yeah. we're not, you know, energetic creatures. Yeah. Um, I If they do, that communication is mm. always what saves that, you know, and is always what keeps that bond going. Right. Hey girl, I just feel like lately you haven't really been, you know, Hit me up. Hitting me up. Yeah. Or you haven't been a good friend. Mm-hmm. You knew you knew this didn't happen or X, Y, and Z, or I've been going through that. Mm-hmm. And then it's up to you as a friend to change that. Mm-hmm. You know? But that communication is what keeps me and my high maintenance friends and my low maintenance friends going. So yeah, I definitely have high maintenance friends yeah. who are just kind of a little bit more clingier than some. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, just yeah. always keeping that communication factor. But a little bit of both. That kind of spoke to me because my best friend, like I said, I've known her since I was 11. Mm-hmm. There were periods where she felt like I was choosing my going out friends over her. Mm-hmm. And I just had to let her know, quite frankly, the place that I'm in, they don't know me like you know me. Yeah. And they will never be what you are to me. Yeah. And I'm not going to put you in that space because I know you and you won't feel comfortable in that space. But I have these periods where I will disappear from people. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And it could be like, two or three months where mm-hmm. I'm just gone. And she used to take it very personally. And I'm only speaking on this because she wants to speak on this. So I have permission. Okay. <laughs> but hey, bestie. Thank you, Kaisa. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, she's like, you know, now when I disappear, she's like, I already expected. Like, I accept that about you. And I'm not, she used to get so upset. And now she's just like, I know in six months you're going to disappear. But at the same time, I don't want that to be my characteristic. I don't want that to be something that people know about me. It's like, oh, Cortland's going to go away and then come back in my life when it's convenient for her. Yeah. So how would you describe yourself as a friend? Would you describe yourself as a low maintenance or high maintenance friend? Oh, wow. That's a good question. Um, I It depends on the friend. Really? Yeah, just how I put it before. Mm. I said I have some friends who are high maintenance. And I also have some friends who are low maintenance. Mm. I am not going to sit here and act like certain friends. You know, I don't. Well, I wouldn't say attention Mm. um, because all of my friends, they get the same love for me. They get the same support from level of support for me. So there is no friend in to that capacity. I feel like, you know, Mm -hmm. but I feel like with certain friends. Wait, so you're asking me what kind of friend am I? Yeah, I like... maintenance or high maintenance? And I ask you this. Do you mind if I give a little more background? Yeah, of course. I would okay. love... I would love. So, okay, let's put Devonte up for... for he. I've known him since I was 19, 20. Yeah. And with him, he knows that, like, he is... I'm, I'm high maintenance with him. Yeah. But he still gets the disappearing from me. Mm-hmm. So I feel like where you said, like, it depends on the friend, it's just my personality. Mm-hmm. So... Each friend gets the same from me, but it's a little different. So I guess I'm asking you, 
if you're a high maintenance or low maintenance friend and do you find any type of fault in how you do show up as a friend to other people i just added like three questions okay <laughs> which is okay we'll start yeah. with one so um I don't know. My girly pops may see this and differ and be like, girl, you are high maintenance. But I feel like we, I feel like at some point I was a little bit more of a high maintenance friend Mm. because I feel like, you know, I go so hard for my friends and just the people in my life in general. Mm -hmm. So at some point I feel like I was starting to get the short of the stick or just getting in my head about it. Mm. And so I started to become a little bit more high maintenance. But I feel like, honestly, um, just maturing Mm -hmm. and, you know, just, you know, becoming the woman that I am, I really, and just being more understanding, Mm. um, because I feel like that's a a huge thing that I had to do is just kind of understand, I'd be more understanding. My friends have taught me this, Mm. you know, my friends and my loved ones have like taught me as well. Like we teach each other so much, which is why I, you know, take so much pride in them and you know, I, I can be a bit high maintenance mm-hmm. with them because I hold them to a high standard mm-hmm. in the highest regard. But I think with some, at some point, when you just become more understanding and, you know, I too can do the same thing, disappear. Mm-hmm. I'm a cancer, so yeah. you never know what, what <laughs> mood you're going to get. I love and, cancers. And, and I love Leos. <laughs> oh, yay. And, you know, yeah. you never know what 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 mood you're going to get. Mm-hmm. It started to be unfair on my end to be a bit high maintenance because it's just like, you know, like you said, I can disappear mm-hmm. and I can do this. And these people will still understand and still love me the same. Mm-hmm. So maybe I should, you know, give them a little bit more grace, too, mm-hmm. and just kind of lower that maintenance a little bit because, you know, essentially it's kind of unfair. Yeah. You know, they're giving me grace. Mm-hmm. And I also always want to reciprocate that love, mm-hmm. um, you know, because these are my friends. I love them, you know. So whatever they feel is, you know, naturally yeah. important to me. So I feel like I used to be a bit more high maintenance with my friend. But as I just kind of matured into my mm-hmm. womanhood, I started to understand, like, hey, we have real life shit going yeah. on. Like, we can't, everyone can't do, you know, and, and I put myself in the same, like, I can't be... 20 places at once you know I have things I'm gonna be up and down some days mm-hmm. you all are understanding that why not be understanding the same yeah. way and reciprocate that and just lower the maintenance a little, a little bit. bit um and what kind of friend am I you asked me that um I'm very loyal loyal to the T sometimes too loyal <laughs> too loyal <laughs> let's talk about too it loyal. <laughs> I am loyal mm-hmm. I'm supportive mm-hmm. um I would like to say, like, I'm kind hearted. Mm-hmm. I'm very, very um, considerate. Mm. And I am mo- a motivating friend. I mm. feel like I serve as that friend who likes to, I mean, we all motivate each other in our different ways. Yeah. But I've been told that, you know, I can just be very motivating and uplifting. Mm. I'm always going to try and you know, push my friends to be their, the yeah. best versions of themselves all the, you know, all of the time. Yeah. Very supportive. And I'm just a damn good time. Okay. You know, I, I, I feel like I'm the fun friend. I agree. We all fun. All my you had your sunglasses on, thank- on Thanksgiving. <laughs> I said, yeah, she having a good time. <laughs> I like to have a good time. Yeah. I like to laugh. Mm. I'm always going to be cracking the joke. I'm definitely the funny friend, too. No, and you know what's crazy? All of my cancer friends are fucking hilarious. I'm the funny friend. Like, I am, like, I have jokes, sis. I'm not going to lie. Y'all are funny. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I feel like I... 
if I could clone myself and be my own friend, you I would do it. I would. So, I I would love to have a friend like mm. me. I feel like I just. I'm a great friend. And you know what? I wouldn't say a great friend is different than being a perfect friend. Exactly. So by me saying all of these things, I'm not saying I'm a perfect friend, yeah. but I am a damn good friend. Good friend. You know, so. Come with good. I love that you said if you could clone yourself. I would literally. That made me think. I would literally be like, sis, like, are you trying to go to lunch? Like, messy. you are first. Like, I love you. Go yeah, to Soul no Cycle, thanks. then lunch, then we go out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, all of that. Yeah, I would take my own advice. Mm. Yeah, I just, I feel like, yeah. That's something I, I'm going to have to think about that if I would clone myself as a friend. I don't know if I would. Yeah. And that's OK. Know. And that's OK. And yeah. That just shows that you are self-aware. Yeah. You know, I'm so just how I'm self-aware that I can be high maintenance. I can be dramatic. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not per a perfect friend. Right. But that doesn't take away from me being a great friend, exactly. a good person. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. One thing that I touched on a little bit, okay. but we didn't expand on was jealousy and friendships. Okay. How do you feel about that? Oh. And what has your experience been? Ugh. I feel like this is always such an awkward topic to talk about and it makes me feel so weird. Oh, I'm glad you feel like that. Yeah, it makes yeah. me feel so weird to talk about because one, I feel like naturally we were like, oh, of course, you yeah. people are jealous of you. <laughs> but the girls, some of the girls hating Damn. or like envious or sometimes like some people can't help it. I feel like sometimes I can be such an empath. Mm -hmm. I'll be in denial. Mm -hmm. And my experience with that I feel like I had my first experience with like friend jealousy in right. high school and I was so in denial because I'm like no this is my dog we do yeah. everything together oh my gosh like we get fly together yeah we do this together that's my best like, friend this is my bestie like no but then like the math will be mathing and there's always some form of consistency somewhere of just mm -hmm. the weird vibe that just <laughs> always come back whether it's two weeks apart two months apart two, yeah. even two years apart um my experience with friendship jealousy mm. or experiencing a friend being jealous per mm. se um i was i'm typically in denial at first because okay. i like to give people grace mm -hmm. but i'm also like very hypersensitive to mm. just I feel like energy is being overused, but it's a thing. It's I'm very hypersensitive to energy. I'm very hypersensitive to vibes. I'm very hypersensitive to people's mannerisms mm -hmm. around me, for sure. Yeah. Um, I feel like I just had to learn how to be that way, especially navigating my career, mm -hmm. friendships, things like that. So I always catch it. Don't get me wrong. I'll act in denial because it's really me just trying to humbly say, oh, I like I see what's going on. Right. But I, I literally have a three strike rule. Yes. Oh, a three strike rule. I have cool. a three strike rule that I never told anyone about before this podcast. So this is an exclusive. I, <laughs> I love this. I love this. I have a three strike rule. I think a few of my friends love this. Brandon definitely knows this. Okay. Um, I'm like, you know what? She did this. Mm. I didn't like it. And another thing about me, which is what I kind of take pride in that. You okay. know, some people are like everything doesn't deserve a response or reaction. I do believe that at some point you mm -hmm. need to call out. You got to say something. You got to call out certain behavior because at the end of the day, no one can't say that they were blindsided mm -hmm. by you cutting them off mm -hmm. if you've mentioned something at some point. So I know some people aren't confrontational, mm -hmm. but it's like I am the type of person who I'm going to say something. You have to. I'm going to mention it. You yeah. Know, in some way, shape, or form. Like, unfortunately, I saw a post the other day that was okay. like, um, unfortunately, 
unfortunately for everyone in my life, I am confrontational. So I am gonna <laughs> sorry, <say laughs> but I'm gonna like, tell you. Like, yeah. No, I it's just feel like, like I've worked about. so hard mm-hmm. with all of my friendships, you know, fast maintaining my friendships and communication being key that I don't feel like I'm going to, you know, make that exception mm-hmm. for anyone, mm-hmm. let alone a friend who I think is jealous of me. So my first step is being in denial. Okay. Yeah, that's step one. All right. But also I'm still like, I peeped that. Right. I am one of those people who are like, you know... <laughs> Start questioning it. I start questioning it, but I'm also going to, you know, tell a friend I love different people's perspectives, you know? So I'll be like, okay, hey, so this happened. Mm -hmm. What do you think about this? And I'm always unbiased. Like, I cannot stand uh, only telling your side of the story. I'm going to tell what I do, too. I'm going to be honest. Tell both sides because I personally cannot stand when someone gives me a half ass story. Bitch. Like, what did you do to make them do that? So I'm going to say, yeah, maybe I did, Mm. you know, that. But this, (laughs) within, this is what happened. So I have a three strike rule. Mm -hmm. I really do because I really do believe in giving people grace because I Mm -hmm. do feel like um, we're all working on something. We're all working to be better. And I've been in places where my friends, I've been, you know, blessed enough to have friends who are able to tell me about myself and Mm -hmm. I can take that constructive criticism and I've learned how to, you know, just be a better person, better friend as a whole. Absolutely. So I try to give people that same grace, but people be really having you fucked up out here. I'm not going to lie. People will really have you fucked up out here. Yeah. I have a three strike rule. Um, I peep game. I'm going to, the first strike, I don't really say anything. I don't really say nothing because sometimes we can be in our own head. We're not always right, but it's noted. (laughs) I see you. We see each I other. I see what you did. But we gonna and keep you cute. may be dealt with <laughs> if this continues. You got you, you got be dealt with continues. Yeah, yeah. No three shy rule. Second time is like, okay, I'm saying something. Oh, First absolutely. Time we're peeping. Step one, we're peeping. Okay. You gotta put it, you gotta put the little I'm gonna put like it. a step Ding. one. Yeah. Peep. We peep game. <laughs> I know what you did. I saw what you did. Yeah. But I'm gonna let you go with it because you was a little drunk. <laughs> Don't let that happen again. But lay low. Step two, I mean, strike two, Mm -hmm. strike two, literally, you know, I'm peeping game. It's Mm. giving consistent. You did something else that was a little thrown off, a little Mm. weird that made me, you know, Mm. look sideways. Tilt your head. So now, (laughs) since this is step two, this is a thing. I'm going to mention it. But I'm also not going to be, you know, I don't like, you know, accusing and things like that. Like, Mm -hmm. I really try and... You know, ease it in there. Yeah. So I'm going to mention, but I am going to say something. Like, okay. that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, I peeped you saw this. Like, what was that about? Mm-hmm. I am very much so, what was that about? Yeah, like, hey, not to like, in, was that not in like a boom, boom, boom way. Yeah. But it's just like. Like, not a. Yeah. Not like a. Hmm. Yeah, a little, girl. you know. What was that about? <laughs> you know, we might even laugh it off a little. Eh, yeah, yeah. No, don't do that shit again. <laughs> um, Not too much. Not and too then much. strike three is like, yeah, like. You got no, me fucked like, up. <laughs> like, no, like, this is weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just over it. But I have experienced, like, just people being. And it, sometimes, like, the thing about it is, like, when you're self-aware, you know, and you know who you are. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you know what energy you bring, what you bring to the table. And mm-hmm. just, you're just overall or you know sometimes like 
people can't even help it. Sometimes it stems from so many different things. Yeah. And I try and like understand people because if you were once my friend, I pay attention to everything you do. Absolutely. I pay attention to your mannerisms. I know what bothers you. I know what mm. makes you feel insecure. I know what makes you X, Y, and Z. So you would almost be a fool to be projecting that energy on me. And I know how you are naturally because we were friends. Mm. You should know your friends. You would almost be a fool to think I'm not, you know, catching on to that behavior mm. towards me. So, like, as much as you want to be empathetic and you're like, oh, I know this person is this way because oh, they had a hard upbringing. You know, yeah. I know that they've had people who've made them feel insecure before. Mm. At the end of the day, like, I had to stop making excuses for that behavior. And I cut it off immediately. Mm. I can honestly say where I am right now, if I sense any type of envy, regardless of if it's how people, people will be jealous of how people, other people love you. Yes. Like, it's sick. Yeah. And then I would, and that's another thing. I would be like, well, you know, like, I'm like, what is it? What is it about? Like, what do I have that you can't do? Right. What am I doing that you just can't? Just be a better that person. Can't, well, yeah. That you can't work towards it, that you can't. But sometimes it's just, in, it's not on you, it's in you. Mm-hmm. And when people kind of sense that, it makes them feel small. Mm. But I had to learn that that is no, that's not my fault. Mm. Like, that is not my fault. Yeah. And sometimes I would try and water dead plants and hang on to friends who I know, like, secretly felt some type of way just about, you know, who I am or, you know, just had that little envious bug. But now, oh, I'm no nonsense. You can, honey. Yeah. Grace. Don't play with me. Grace. I am no nonsense. As soon as, <laughs> just because at our big age, yeah. that it's just, it's not healthy in any way, shape, or form. You know, at our big age, for you to just be envious or jealous of someone you should call friend, like that, it's almost borderline scary. Absolutely. It's borderline scary. And like, you know, at that point, it's just yeah. any bad vibe unhealthy i'm cutting it off just for my mental health my mental space like i don't want to be looking over my shoulder all the time i don't want to live like that whether it's a friend it's a significant other family family member (laughs) (laughs) blood is not always thicker than water i'm telling you luckily i i don't luckily like i you're good been gracious enough to not have that yeah from family but friends when it comes to female friends Mm. i feel like that's it hasn't been a reoccurring thing but it it happens Absolutely. And and it pops up. And I feel like you have to crack down on that the older you get sooner than later or else it'll just be bad. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I love the three step because I relate to the three, the three strikes. The three, three strikes. The three strikes. The three strikes. Literally, you're out of there. Oh, I'm going to put a strike through in the text yeah. too, just so I remember. Because I definitely go through that. Like the denial, mm-hmm. the... Mm, and then the, okay, bitch, you go. Like, yeah. you know, I'm cutting you off. And I have, I have a couple things. Okay. So. Number one, mm-hmm. as far as jealousy with me, I've had friends steal from me. And I've had my mom catch my friend stealing. And it Ooh. was like really, it sucked Ooh. to experience that. Because I was just like, dang, like you don't steal from me. Like I've yeah. invited you. So I'm really big on not letting people in my space. And you would think like, honestly, I thought I had it bad, but I don't, I, I haven't gotten to that. There's so mm. many different levels of jealousy and envious and so many different things that people do. Yeah. Luckily, I haven't experienced <laughs> that. Because <laughs> bitch, we... Oh no, no, we not. We don't support violence on this yeah, podcast. Yeah, no, no, not like that. But we're when I say this, this is like we are. You're very aware that you have crossed the line, and we're not. Because I've, I, to be fair, I don't know how to fight, so I'm not fighting I nobody. Do. But do. try it. <laughs> I'm gonna call you. No, I'm just kidding. You're able to come. Thank you. Thank you. But yeah, okay. Yeah, so what was that like? Like mm. that's insane. And then for your own mother, like yeah. Dang. So we were in the car. 
all of us in the car together. My mm-hmm. mom like handed me my change back. We went in and grabbed something for my mom. She was like, oh, we'll just take this change. It was like a $10 bill. Yeah. And I told my my bag was in the back seat. And I was like, hey, can you put this in my bag? And my mom watched her put it in her pocket. Oh, that was strike one. I had dirty, another friend. Dirty, dirty. We were Nasty. in my she slept in my brother's room. I slept in my room. Mm-hmm. The next day, my brother, my mom had bought him, and I'm not saying this to brag, but it was like a Burberry shirt. If like, it was what it was, honey, it, it was, was a Burberry thing. Yeah, it was Burberry shirts. So this was when True Religion was lit, so there was like five pair of True Religion jeans. This was before the, the Burberry became the official baby daddy shirt. <laughs> this was when they was, a, this was this OG. Was, this was 2010, okay. so it was, oh, it was oh. different. But yeah. yeah, she stole all his stuff and it was Stop really it. It wasn't the same friend now. No, no, no. It was I different. Was say, Girl, how did you after them after the <laughs> oh, pocketing? How did you even let her back into the crib? The pocketing didn't talk to her again. Yeah. The, but I went through the denial with the Burberry. I was like, there's oh. no way. So how'd you guys find it? Her boyfriend was wearing his clothes. Oh, <laughs> this is Dallas. Yep. Dallas, you dirty, <laughs> dirty statue. And the worst oh, part the was, D. she had me around her boyfriend with my brother's clothes on. So I'm chasing him. I'm literally chasing him around the parking lot. Like, you got my brother's clothes on, nigga. Like, I'm finna, like, are you for real? Never got the stuff back. But it made me, what? so now. Is this, like, Dallas, y'all giving it up like that? <laughs> it's some real, what? Yes, and he was a bum. He was a bum. So I get it. You want oh. your man to look good, but bitch, not on my brother's watch. You know oh, what no. I mean? Like, like, no pun intended. Someone would have had to be dealt with. Yeah, I, I tried. But it really made me become, as far as, like, jealousy. Sometimes it's like, like you said, energy is, like, such a, um, I don't want to say, it's a, uh, what is that word called where it's, I just heard it today, but it's like a word that people are saying right now that 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 garners attention, right? Yeah. And I don't allow people. Can I Simba? We can close that too if we need to. Well, yeah, let's close it. Poor Simba, the dog. Like, please, please, I don't want to talk. It's getting the tea was getting good, right? Snack. Right? You a little hungry? Fucking starving. Yeah. I got some. Um. Do I have snacks here? I don't. A little goldfish. I don't. Think, I literally have rice. That's. Damn, are you African? Because that's all I got too. <laughs> or I might be honestly. Nigerian just having rice. I need some rice. I need something. I'm gonna leave after after this and go get something. Um, but no, yeah. So the energy. I don't. My mom has always been big on not allowing people in our space. I think I've yeah. had two sleepovers like as a kid because she mm-hmm. was just like, even though we don't have a lot, like we had. I was good, but like it wasn't yeah. like massive. You can't always allow people into your space. Oh, yeah. But the other thing I wanted to comment on was like um, holding your friends accountable and the communication you were talking about. Mm-hmm. So, Devontae, I'm going to tell our business. I'm sorry. But Devontae and I Devante. recently <laughs> got in a really big argument. Okay. And it wasn't big, but it was on Thanksgiving. He okay. did something that really hurt me. Okay. And this is something that he has done previously that I've taken offense to. But it was due to communication. And he we we just made up, so we're good. It's fine. He's like my brother. We fight and we get you like we're cool. Fair. But I think grace should be the new topic of this podcast because everyone I talked to was like, you gotta give people grace. Mm-hmm. And his request to me was like, sis, like you know this is something I'm working on. I'm trying to get better at it. Please give me grace. Like I cannot be perfect for you. Mm-hmm. I cannot always be 100% on top of things for you. If you know this is something that I'm working on, why are you not giving me grace when I give you grace in other things? And I'm mm-hmm. like, 
what you got to give me grace on? (laughs) But that was the pride in me that was like, I'm the perfect friend. Like, there's nothing that I do wrong. He's like, no, this is what you do wrong. And it it was kind of like, um, that pass. It was a wake up call because I'm like, dang, I'm really hard on the people that I care about. But it's because I want you to be your best self. But him coming back to me and was like, these are the things that I take issue with you and you know it, but you haven't fixed it. And I was like, dang, that's what I think being a great friend is and having a great friendship is being able to have your issues, but come back and say, this bothered me and this is not cool. But what you were saying with three with the three strike situation, sometimes you have friends where you're like, look, I'm not even going to allow you to get to that point Mm -hmm. that you disappoint me and that you frustrate me and that you cross a boundary so i'm i'm interested you break this all down <laughs> mm-hmm. i find that with new people that i meet yeah. i go all in very quickly okay and i struggle with balancing a relationship like Devonte, where we can have issues and we come back together and we respect each other as opposed to now you're on the three strike rule Ooh. and how do you balance meeting someone new that you're cool with and you fuck with but you give them grace, but also, you know, like, how do you not go in too deep too fast? I guess is what I'm asking. Um, I feel like we're talking about making friends in L.A. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I feel like I honestly experienced yeah. that recently mm-hmm. when I first moved here and just kind of, you know, mm-hmm. trying to foster friendships with, you know, just women naturally mm-hmm. Um, going all in and I think that that is a lesson that it's funny that you speak on that because that is one of the biggest lessons that I learned this year Mm. this year um, with just you know navigating female friendships in a new city like LA Um, I realized that like I was going a bit all in Mm. with some of the women that I were meeting that I was meeting here that I've met here excuse me yeah some of the women that I've met here I was going all in and like my kind of going all in Mm. is like I have this thing. You know, we all have our things. Yeah. yeah. You know, like you have to have that little personal therapy session. (laughs) Like, okay, why do you do that? Yeah. I have this like thing where I just kind of want to glow, not glow up all of my Mm -hmm. friends because all of my friends are glowing in their different ways. But if I see there's a place where someone is lacking or they Mm. can improve and I can be of help, Mm. I like become like some unspoken mentor or something, you know, towards them. And I go all into that capacity. Like, Mm -hmm. oh girl, well you should be doing this or oh girl, come come But you feel like it's it's from love. It's from love. But everyone, one, doesn't deserve that. Mm And two, you know, if they're not asking you, to, you don't need to be right. doing that. And three, like, you know, friendship, that's maybe that is not what friendship right. is. You know, yeah. maybe that's more so. I don't know. I know. I'm a mean. I'm a um, people fixer, a fixer, a, fixer, yeah. a glower upper. You I love try a project. Like, I love <laughs> a project. But like, I don't see these people as, as projects. projects. I see yeah. them as like people who like, you know, these are potential girlfriends. Mm-hmm. We ride together. We glow together. I you see, see more in you. I see more in you. You see me doing this. And yeah. I'm here to say like, I'm not that gatekeeper friend. I'm, you can do this too. Yeah. Let's do it together. Yeah. Two heads are always better than one. But I think that that has been like my biggest downfall. Mm. 
so far um just kind of like not downfall because my biggest lesson downfall is a bit dramatic my biggest lesson that i've learned especially moving here and trying to navigate friendships with women Mm. here is like one um people aren't projects (laughs) i don't think maybe maybe i'm in denial maybe no i don't think you're in denial i'm like that sounds so bad like i think and i'll just want to ever watch this and be like yeah 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 (laughs) it's not project you just see so much in them that you want to bring it out that's it i want to bring it out yeah and then you know don't ask me how i got something you know and i see that same potential for you because naturally if you're my friend you know i know everyone has their different things that they're Mm -hmm. into but you know i'm more like oh girl this is how i got this i'm just so like and I still don't believe in gatekeeping, but I do see how people can become gatekeepers mm. in a weird way because just past trauma with Absolutely. like failed friendships and different things, because I feel like I was starting to experience that. Like I was, you know, going all in for these people because mm. I saw them as like, you know, a project or, oh, like I can so help this person yeah. out. And it started to backfire. I started to become used. I started to become taken advantage of. I started to become unappreciated. And after a while, I started to resent these people. And we're not, we don't have the same friendship Mm. or we're not at that level that I have with my other friends where it's like, I'm communicating this. Mm. I'm coming off as confrontational. Mm. And we don't even have a strong enough bond outside of you know this person being a project or you know this like um give and take kind of relationship Mm. that you know it's easy to just be like okay well screw it yeah because we don't have we haven't built those years of love for each other or you know rather but i will not say that there aren't some women who like i will meet and you know we will only be friends for a certain amount of time Mm -hmm. That's how I met my best, my very best friend in um, New York. She lives in New York. Her name is Alexis. Shout out Alexis. I love you down. Alexis. Like, and I'm going to tell our business too. Yeah. So, I, so you don't even feel like you're telling your business. Alexis is my best friend in the whole wide world. We met mm-hmm. so naturally. We were at a New York fashion event. It was my first okay. event. I've never like, it was like one, not like one of the official yeah, events. Yeah. It was like, you know, when they're like, okay, well, this is for the general mm-hmm. public. So maybe you should come to this social media marketing kind of thing. And I'm like, yeah. okay, New York fashion week. I've never been anything. Nice. Let me go to this. We literally met in the line in the bathroom. I turned around. I was like, is this one after that? And he turned around. We used to spend besties in there. We fell in love with That is correct. In the line in the bathroom? The line in the bathroom. It was like the cutest love story. She's a Leo as well. August 2nd. August so, 5th. Yes, hey, August 2nd. <laughs> but I'll tell our business a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, we had just met. We were fresh friends. We did brunch one time after we met in that line. Wow. And then we were like, fuck it. Do you want to go to D.C. for a what? weekend and just go, do a girl's trip to D.C.? And we Love didn't have that. homecoming and we did that. But it was like, that was the first time I was like, oh my gosh, y'all, like, this is a thing we just met. And like, you know, she seems cool. And we had our first little argument on that trip. Really? Yes. We had, it was a disagreement. Um, we were at a tailgate and okay. we ended up getting split up. Mm. She, she was like, I'm like, this bitch leave me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this bitch, I just met her. Baby. She's fake that she's leaving. But, you know, we communicated so well. And I feel like that is the only mm. person who like, you know, this was a new friend and we had that like dispute, but we were able mm. to like resolve it so quickly we've been best friends since, since and that then. was like healthy for us mm. but that is very rare i understand that and i feel like that is a thing like i still am all in but i haven't established friendships with these women enough mm. where it's like we can have a disagreement yeah. and move past it mm. it's like it was like one disagreement and it's like you're done you're done and i'm like you know what that is Obi, I so relate. Yeah. To yeah. Yeah. And then another thing I do want to touch on, um, 
you know, that kind of can build some kind of like wall up yes. naturally. Yeah. And I feel like after that, like you can ask Brandon, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't want to make any more female friends here. <laughs> All of these people are weird. Mm-hmm. Why are everyone creeps? But you know what? I literally like, and this is so recent. Like mm-hmm. this is literally so recent, like this year. I mean, I just got to LA in 2022. But I was like, you know what? No, I'm not going to have that narrative that I can't foster healthy female friendships. I have healthy female friendships outside of this city. I have healthy relationships with women. So you know what? Rather than me, you know, being a little bit traumatized Mm -hmm. by a failed friendship because of X, Y, and Z, I'm going to continue to put myself out there. It's all a vulnerable act at the end of the day. And while I'm just like, oh, no, I'm not going to act like I'm not crazy. Like, oh, my God, so is this bitch only want to hang with me because she thinks I do X. Y and Z, right, right, like, right. you know, naturally, like we're both successful women. Exactly. We're both magnetic women. Like people are always going to naturally want to be around that. Yeah. And I had to become okay with that mm-hmm. and not think that everybody was out to get me or use me or take advantage of me yeah. or, you know, that what I went through. And I feel like since then mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be a product of that situation. Mm-hmm. I'm going to still put myself out there because I have to, I'm living here. I'm yeah, not living yeah. in LA, yeah. you know? And I do genuinely want Female foster, female, you know, female friends, literally. Yeah. I do want them. And I feel like ever since I just kind of let that guard down and I let that situation be what it was mm-hmm. and I just closed that chapter with, you know, a failed friendship, I feel like I've been only making good girlfriends. Good, friends. good mm-hmm. girlfriends, you know, people that stick and people who resonate. And sometimes you just have to kind of go through certain humps with people. Yeah. But I try to stay optimistic because I used to be like so mm-hmm. dismissive. Like, no, I know this bitch is like this. Like, I went through a rough patch with like issues and things with mm. women but i i'm not like that you know naturally so i don't know how to fake it how to fake it yeah. so yeah so yeah you know i feel like you just and everything you just said spoke to my life like i feel this is why we got along because yeah. i feel like you understood me from jump so mm-hmm. something that you said that really stuck out to me was yeah. you talked a little bit about grace but like with your friend like what you guys dealt with and Something that I struggle with with friendships is not even knowing when to go all in, but having those difficult conversations from jumping. You talked about there's some friends that you have an issue with and it's one issue and then you're done. Like mm-hmm. you cut them off. And well, I don't cut them off. Mm-hmm. It's just like it happens. It just happens. We okay. just drift apart naturally because they can't handle the God. <laughs> Y'all will. Yeah. Tell no. like it is, you no, know? And I um, you know, I've had friends where we've had issues and we've, you know, left. Mm-hmm. And I really struggle with finding that balance of when do I say something, but also having that wall up as well. So like mm-hmm. if I meet you, right? You talked about how like I texted you and was like, Hey, like, are you still interested? Mm-hmm. I don't know when to reach out. I don't mm-hmm. know when to actually say, like, let's go do something, mm-hmm. let's hang out, like let's be friends. I tend to just be like, okay, I met her. She's cool. If I see her again, I see her again. So Mm -hmm. how do you develop, how do you move forward from the meeting stage to actually doing something stage? Um, So I've just been learning and it's just so interesting because you really have to just switch it up Mm -hmm. and just do things that you've kind of never done before. And just making new friends can be so awkward sometimes Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, you're always like, dang, is this person mutually want to be cool with me because I want to be cool with them? It's all like, it's all a putting yourself out there game. So Mm. I just come to terms with being okay with, especially living in a city like LA. Let's be real. Let's be real about it. People are going to, let's get lunch 
you down to death. <laughs> and never you come never see through. them again. Yeah. You never, you will never see them again. Something that a guy told me when I first moved here and I and I loved it because it really stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out David Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, he told me, he was like, I'm gonna tell you something right now about LA. I said, No, tell me something. Because you know, everyone swears that they're gonna they give you it. the LA handbook yeah. when you move here. So I, I just like to take it all know. in. Yeah. I like to take it all in and then see for myself. Mm-hmm. But it was factual, so I'm gonna repeat it he said you're gonna have those people who you meet you'll meet great people and you'll have those people who will say let's get lunch Mm -hmm. and or let's get together soon Mm -hmm. you'll never hear from them again then you have those other people who are like let's get together and they will pull out their calendar Mm -hmm. they will put the day you know they will he said those are the people who are about their business and are actually gonna follow up but don't get me wrong i'm not but don't get me wrong that stuck with me and i'm not gonna lie every time i do meet someone it just always kind of makes me laugh because you'll meet someone you'll vibe they'll be like girl we gotta do a lot yeah 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 Everyone <laughs> loves a lunch down. Like, honey, you guys don't kick it. Everyone <laughs> loves a lunch down. In yeah, LA. yeah. LA is such a let's get lunch ass. Lunch. Thing. These people want to lunch you to death. Girl. Lunch you to death. What happened to dinner? Uh, like, literally, like, let's get let's get dinner. Yeah. But um, every time I say that, and I know, for example, like, I'm not, I know for a fact I'm not going to see this person again. It just kind of makes me chuckle because I always hear his voice in the back of my head. Mm. But um, there are those people, there are, excuse me, there are those people who are going to be like, you know, oh, let's do this, this date, let's put mm. this date. You know, don't get me wrong. I've had people who have set a calendar date and we still it's never linked up. Like, yeah. it, it's it's going to happen. Mm. But um, one thing I will say that I have liked since I moved here, because I know that, I know for a fact that we are not the only people, you know, who have these conversations and go through the same thing about, mm. you know, fostering friendships with other women and just people in Los Angeles in general. So I've noticed that it's a common thing among amongst women. So I can only really tell when someone's timid, just yeah. like me, about like following up. Mm-hmm. But one thing I've really been appreciating, and I told you I've been able, like since, you know, separating myself just from certain friends and things like that and just still putting myself out there to meet more people. I like that the girls are, they're getting creative. And I like that I can tell that they're getting creative because they're going through the same issues Mm. that you and I are going through, that hesitancy of how do you follow up with someone who is a cool vibe and you want to be friends, but this is LA and everyone, you know, they can be pretty superficial or they have their own thing going on. Does this person want to hang with me? Do they think I'm cool? I like that the girls have just been throwing out events and saying, hey, do you want to go to this Mm. with me? I learned that here in LA. Mm to do that before I would play the waiting game yeah oh maybe she'll hit me up and I'm like well girl LA really taught me like girl no because they're they're just in their head just as much as you but one thing that I have noticed is that the girls who are actually genuine and actually want to foster an actual friendship and get Mm -hmm. to know me outside of you know us initially meeting they will literally be like, hey, girl, I saw this event. Do you mm. want to come with me? And I've taken that page from their books, too. And mm. those are typically the friends that have, like, stuck, the girlfriends who were continuing to get to know each other. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, I started to take a page out of their book. Like, mm. okay, I know I want to hang out with this person. And we haven't really broken the ice, but, you know, we vibed. And right. they seem genuine, like they want to hang out. Okay, well, see what this person may be into. Have those conversations. Mm. Okay, I know now that Cortland has a podcast. Oh, my gosh there's an event for different podcasters yeah. this is something i'm into too maybe this is a gesture that i can throw in there hey girl do you want to go to this that way you know we're breaking that ice 
where I'm that. still following up and that. But LA has taught me that too, just from learning from other women. And what I like about it is because I know other women are doing that because they're also being vulnerable Same and putting themselves out there. Yeah. But yeah, so that is how I go about it. Like now it's just like, okay, well, I have these events. I'm always complaining about like, I have no, no, no one to go with <laughs> or, oh, I'm calling my friends, my besties yeah. at home. Like, I wish y'all were here because it's dope of it. Yeah. And now like, I went through this weird shit. I don't trust these bitches. I don't like these bitches are using me. They only want to go to this because cloud. Yeah. No, like if you don't know. You don't know. Uh And at the end of the day, like, you just can't project. So I'm like, I'm going to invite these people anyway. People cannot hide for long. Like, their true colors, their motives. It could be two times you go out and you're like, okay, cool. At least I tried. Like, ulterior motives will always reveal themselves. Mm So... It's, it's it can be a losing game, but putting yourself out there and just shooting your shot and people have shot their shot at me, yeah, and it has made me comfortable enough to shoot my shot at other and, women for mm. friendship as well too. That should be the name of this: shooting your shot shooting at your friendship, shot at friendship, at friendship, female in LA edition, you know LA what? female edition. <laughs> this was originally going to be called "Thank You for Being a Friend," yeah, the Black Golden Girls theme song version. Yeah, no facts, facts, facts. I like the shooting your shot, shooting LA your female shot edition, LA, LA female edition. Because I. I want I want to touch on two things. Number yeah. one, you talked about like for one, I appreciate. First of all, I want to put on our calendar a Soul Cycle class. So okay, we should just and go ahead and do it. it. Like we, I will we show really up. Really do it. I've been. I signed up for John Reed. I've been. Look at us. Going. We're already progressing. We're putting things on our calendar. You hear that? On the calendar. Not we're going to Soul Cycle soon. Yeah, like an actual <laughs> date. Um, yeah, let's and then do it. Another thing that I find is I. I love that. I love that you said that everybody's kind of feeling the same way. Like, yeah. we're all like, mm, I don't know if I should do this. I don't know if I should go do this. But this podcast has helped me really step out of my comfort zone and like have to ask people mm-hmm. because I've been good with the same five friends. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, these are my friends. Like, I don't got to meet anybody mm-hmm. else. But I also really encourage people to do new things, mm-hmm. try new things, go out and do it by yourself mm-hmm. and see if you can meet somebody there. But one thing you said was like, okay, Cortland has this podcast. Here's this podcast of it. One thing I struggle with is I have many identities, right? Mm-hmm. So there's layers to me. Mm-hmm. I could be a bad bitch on a bad bitch night if I want to. Mm-hmm. I could be a hiker. I can be yeah. a pottery girl. Absolutely. So I find that when people meet me, it's like, I don't know when to include you in certain things. Mm-hmm. So if you were to give me advice, how would you tell me to, I guess let people know that I can show up to anything. I feel like I'm very adaptable. So mm-hmm. if you put me in any situation, I'll adapt to it and I'll mm-hmm. know how to show up correct. But everybody doesn't know that about me. So mm-hmm. if you were Cortland, how would you express that to people? I would be doing what I'm doing now, starting a podcast mm-hmm. where I'm meeting new energies. I'm putting myself out there. I'm talking about myself. Naturally, mm-hmm. we are getting to know you through this podcast, you don't even understand how much you're doing by just putting yourself out there, having these important conversations with people, Mm. different people from different walks of life who have different stories. Mm. And now these are things that people naturally, you know, learn about you when you all view this podcast because you're going to watch it. (laughs) You don't watch it. You're going to watch it. But also um, just being loud about it. Mm. I'm very um, like, I like to just show showcase the different sides of me Mm. when I meet people like you know like when you meet people be sure to mention it and don't be afraid to mention it because like for example say we're conversing and someone's like girl I only got my nails done today (laughs) and I where do you go (laughs) 
Yeah. That just little things to just hint in there because people won't know, of course, unless you tell them. Right. So like, but naturally, like if you're having a conversation, oh, that's dope. Like I love stuff like this. Mm. You know what? Sometimes like, and it's so like, don't get me wrong. Like I know I'm really social and mm-hmm. I can be very extroverted just as much as I can be introverted, but I'm not going to act like I don't always have that level of like fear of rejection. Oh, like sure. even when I'm replying to someone's story, like, oh my gosh, where is this? Yeah. But I still do it because after wow rejection is something that I just had to understand that if it's not for you it's really not for you if this person wants to be stank about it or weird or gatekeep Mm -hmm. that's not someone you want to be around anyway if me asking you where you got your nails done or me asking you what what event is this or me asking like you know me putting myself out there makes you be like a mean person I never want to be around you in the first place you're not for me so yeah so I would honestly say just mentioning it honestly and not being afraid to mention it because there's so many things that people don't know about me but like if we're casually having conversation I'm gonna throw it out there Mm -hmm. oh girl I hike too so when we go in oh girl I blah blah blah. and you know that is the way to just put it out there I just just being vocalizing that but like things like this this is like you're naturally doing it as well yeah but I guess just actually vocally saying vocally saying it because i mean at the end of the day we all have layers so it would be pretty weird for me to be like i mean girl i hang and i like i do this and i also like to go to dance party yeah a little wee somebody's gonna be like i also go to inglewood like you know or just like showing different lay like that would be weird to just be listening because it would just come off as bragging yeah yeah, but naturally but naturally through conversation through conversation oh i've been here i loved it there approaching people yeah like yeah yeah just just naturally Mm. approaching people but showing different sides of you and not being afraid to i kind of use my my instagram stories to bait since i love social media Mm -hmm. here so i like to show different sides and like i like Mm. to show okay i go to the gym yeah and that's how i've been able to like make friends as well too for example i was starting to go to solid core into solid core classes Mm. and there was a girl who i had met through a mutual friend when she came in town we found out we lived not too far from each other nice. in the city. And I can tell we were both kind of trying to figure out, like, oh, she seems like a cool girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How can we hang out with each other? You know, you play the liking game. You can game. feel the, yeah, you play yeah. the liking <laughs> game with the girlies. Oh, my gosh. Like, shooting a shot at friends. Feel the energy. Like, it is no different than shooting a shot and with a, man, a, know, a potential partner yeah. or, you know someone you have a crush on like shooting a shot with friends is that much vulnerable and yeah. people don't really talk about that you'll oh, play yeah. the liking game with other mm. girls like okay girl that's mm. a cute thing so I was like you know what like I kind of went hang with her I, I saw that she was going to solid court and I replied and I literally said hey girl I'm about to start going there because mm. it's one of the trades that I yeah, get to yeah. go for free now and literally like it, while it was nerve-wracking, she the response so was so rewarding. Mm. One random day, she sent me a class and was like, want to take this class? Now we're working out together. I love that. Naturally. I love that. So I was like, I was a little heavy. Mm. I don't know. She's going to be like, oh, girl. See girl you, bye. See like, like the message and like, go on. <laughs> but no. And like, yeah. no. Like, and I'm like, this is so refreshing. Just switching up and doing something mm. differently. You know, I love that. I love that. I used to um, work at Orange Theory in mm-hmm. Dallas, oh and God, I met I a lot. Really, in New York girl. Camp. First of all, if y'all want to lose some weight, I lost 55 pounds with Orange Theory. What? I gained like 30 pounds. It's okay. Here we go. Look past it. We go look past it. <laughs> it's fine. I did lose a lot of weight with it, but yeah. I love that because I've even thought about taking up like a part-time job on the weekends, like mm-hmm. as a bartender or working in retail, just to like meet those people because when my brother lived here he was a manager at Barry's Fitness mm-hmm. and he was 
all his friends are still he comes out here and he has like 20 different people to hang out with because they work together but i also want to say if you guys are trying to meet friends tiktok i've met a lot of women through tiktok that's cool because you want to know what i Mm -hmm. and people have been and i don't post on tiktok a lot but i will get here there a dm on tiktok i came across your video Mm -hmm. but like to x y and z that's a that's a good way yeah um it was nervous it was nerve-wracking because i was like I don't know, like, are you, because you can only show so much of yourself. Yeah, are you an internet personality? Are you a real person? Will you be disappointed in who I am? And yeah, we've, most of them I've only met up with once, but it was a new connection. It was a new perspective. So I love that you said that. Like, you just got to sometimes slide that DM. Yeah, just switch it up and do stuff differently. I didn't see any rewards. And you, like, I didn't see any, like good feedback until I just started doing stuff differently. Mm. I started going to women's groups. Mm. Um, I went to women's groups at church and see if I'd meet anyone naturally there. Mm. Um, going out by yourself sometimes. Ooh, a happy yes. hour. Yes. A happy hour. Sit at the bar and would, do not be on your phone. I would look up, like, okay, I'm gonna give y'all real teeth. Okay. I would look up <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> well, this is when I was trying to find a little bay. Oh, go ahead. Okay, okay. But still, you know, it still varies because maybe you'll find like what yeah. like women there but i was like you know where do x y and z type of mm. men hang out happy hours my best friend who lives in dallas does that a lot she really she meets people all this she is literally like that's so such a smart yeah she will meet people naturally go on tiktok and see like different places where people hang out mm. and like you're more approachable when you're alone do it safely of course have your friends have your location exactly. and things like that but you're naturally more approachable when you're alone I love so i make sure that you know for certain things as nerve-wracking and awkward it is i try and go places you know by myself from time to time just because naturally like you're just naturally more approachable mm. I love that. Um, I think that's amazing. Yeah. So just switching it up, putting yourself out there and, you know, and I think our biggest fear is rejection, right? Like Rejection is perspective and perception. Yeah. Most people feel rejected before they have the opportunity to be rejected so we are like all that. in a circle feeling rejected that That's was, that rejection, was a word right? that was a word yeah you yeah, write yeah. that down <laughs> no I, I feel that um one last thing i wanted to touch on for was, sure you guys don't know but ob i did not know that she was an entertainment journalist when i met Damn. her i had i don't know what did i think that you did what did i think you did i thought you were in like fashion or something that was Ugh. I think that's what I thought. Which I love though, because yeah. hopefully one day the goal is to to do some type of fashion reporting. An investor girl. Yeah. Louis Vuitton, I'm coming for you. Hopefully while Pharrell is still in house. Pharrell, if you're watching. Let's like, see you at the Met Gala. You know on the on the a, red that's carpet. A, that's a anyway, girl. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. Because yeah. like you said, you push your friends, girl, I'm a pusher. Okay. Like they said I mean girl. I'm, I'm a pusher. A pusher. <laughs> She's so strong. <laughs> no, but <literally. laughs> okay. So do you? Yeah. Yes, I am an entertainment journalist. Yeah. I am on my ninth life in this California. Mm. <laughs> you you might be like your cat and have twenty one. You, you know? know, you never know. But I didn't. I think one thing that when mm. making friends, I do not ask people what they do. I think in LA, mm. there's this big thing that's like, so what do you do? I don't do that either. Okay. Okay. So you want to know what my thing is? Yeah. I have yeah. Like a slogan. Okay. Oh my gosh. I have like a whole, like, I should really write like a social life handbook. Like, I really am good at a person. You know I should what you really should write start a, with? An ebook. Uh, no, I'm, I want to write an ebook about like navigating entertainment yeah. and careers, but also, I'll buy it. Yeah. I, I'm okay. So, with that being said, I will be writing it. But yeah, you know, just exploring the entertainment industry. But I literally have like, 
Brandon calls me like the baiting queen. I know how to okay. bait a guy. <laughs> I know how to, you know, just the whole nine. Okay. So when I meet people and I feel like that's another reason that um, a lot of people can be drawn to me mm-hmm. in different ways. I never ask, what do you do? It is the most head-ass, cliche, superficial question that you can ask. Um, And I noticed that wasn't a big thing in New York. Like, you get to know someone, you're partying, you're at some event, and then buy, like, the third, tenth drink while you guys are already friends and have been all over the party together. Then maybe it comes out. Right. But here, it's just very straightforward. I don't think it's a problem. Yeah. I just think it's L.A. culture. Mm. And I think, like, if you don't, if you may not be secure in yourself or feel like you have anything going on, that question can very like intimidating mm-hmm. and I never want to give that up I don't care what field I work in how successful I've been in I never want anyone to feel uncomfortable with talking mm-hmm. to me um so I don't ask people what they do do you yeah. know what I you know what, what I ask do people do? don't steal my stuff y'all I'm gonna steal it okay steal <laughs> it I um when I meet people I ask them what are they passionate about Ooh. And they eat it up every time. They eat it up every time. Y'all, the handbook, the, okay, what are we going to call it? I don't Um, know. I don't know. Socialite. Game or something. I worked in social and I'm a work kind of girl. Socialite game, how to make friends with, you know, one-on-one or something. That's amazing. When I talk to people, especially when I'm in so many of these spaces where they're so industry I don't like that. And, you know, I just cannot stand when within the first 10 seconds of you talking to me, I can tell you want something for you me. You want something. Or you're only What's intrigued you because of yeah. what you think I'm mm-hmm. a part of. It's exhausting. And I get it. There's a difference between networking and mm-hmm. just being fake. Yeah. Or, you know, just a little socially awkward. Yeah. So I like to ask people when I talk to people, oh, my gosh, so nice to meet you. Oh, my gosh, how long have you been in L.A.? Cool. Mm-hmm. What are you passionate about? Because naturally that question is going to be answered yes. if you ask them what they're passionate about. Yes. People love talking about their passions. Mm-hmm. So instead of what do you do, can we just start asking people? Because everyone always, like, smiles. <laughs> like, and I ask that, and I'm like, oh, i got to write where I want. Because it's a beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, I've the yeah, yeah. like, Did she just ask me about my passion? Yeah. Now I know why you moved from Utah yes. to Las Vegas when you were three <laughs> because I didn't and think she did two more questions and really getting to understand that person and getting mm-hmm. through that like uh, uh, mm, mm. can I say something yeah okay this podcast has really because it's really awkward and people are like oh so like what do you do and I'm like I do work a nine to five but bitch mm-hmm. I gotta pay my bills yeah. so but I've also written music for people mm-hmm. I do have credits mm-hmm. I also do this podcast like I've done but you can't fit that into one one yeah it gets awkward after a while because it's like you feel like you're explaining yourself and it's like babe if you wanted that just go on my linkedin because i can give you the link it's right here yeah yeah but i feel like it's just the culture here so naturally like you just know i i know i know i'm going out with someone they're is going to ask me what do I Absolutely. do naturally. Mm. But picked, imagine if someone asked you what you're passionate about instead Such if we turn that into thing. that. every I just feel like I've gotten so much great feedback from that. Mm. And naturally, like, if you want to find out, you know, they'll tell you. And if they don't, at least you know what this person is exactly. into, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, let's just start asking people what are they passionate about at Lake? Yeah. Mm. What are your hobbies? Like, what do you, it, it's more than just, What's your trade? Like, mm-hmm. don't add. I I never. I don't actually. Pref- I don't like following people on Instagram when oh, I meet gosh, them that's because another one we got to touch base <laughs> on. Because I don't like to see their curated version of them. I want to know them for who they are. So mm-hmm. typically, I don't follow people until we hung out a few mm-hmm. times. I like that. I like that you don't. I feel like I always get. 
I always get finessed out of that follow. <laughs> and I just, and it's not even a finesse because it's like, it's not that I don't want to like follow you, but how do you know that before I even get to know yeah. you as a person, your name, I want to see, you know, your content or mm -hmm. like whatever your post is. I don't even know you yeah. essentially. And people will be mad when you unfollow after a while. I was like, well, dang, I didn't even like, I've had people <laughs> I literally ask your you for shit. your Instagram before your real name or like, I just, I just wish that culture would just kind of yeah. just die out after a while because it's just like Instagram, it should not be the first form of communication or, you know, social, yeah. you know, communication. Um, I, and I'm a big, I'm big on letting people follow me first. Mm, okay. And it's not even to be like a, a bitch or anything, but yeah, yeah, I, I let people follow me first because I feel like naturally, like, I know I'm friendly. I know, yeah. you know, X, Y, and Z, but it's just become such a big thing that it's like, I feel like, okay, I know what, what I, what I gave. Mm -hmm. So it just gives that reassurance like, okay, like this person actually like, we connected, yeah. you know, in a way. But it's not that deep. I wouldn't say everyone, but like sometimes just because it is just such the social norm now, mm. I'm just like, I don't want that to be the first That's thing valid. anymore because I'm not going to lie. You're never going to get this from me on my Instagram. You're going to get this. <laughs> She's a bad bitch, y'all. <laughs> like, no, I don't even chat on my Instagram. Yeah. I feel like I'm just so into real world experiences, yeah. real human connection. Mm -hmm. I feel like Instagram, like you said, it is your curated diary of your highlights of your life. Yeah. But that vulnerability, and that's okay. you're never going to get that yeah. on the internet for yeah. me at least. Absolutely. And one of, I'll say the, the, the last thing I'll say is one of my wishes is that we show up more authentically on social media but I, I also understand that sometimes a curated version of people is their authenticity I battle with that though yeah. I do battle with showing up authentically um, myself mm -hmm. I think so many things plays into a factor because people are always like oh my gosh girl if you were just if you were just put this out you just would be talk. famous by now you would be <laughs> blah, 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 I'm now, telling you OB. I do feel like there's so many other ways for me mm. and I feel like that might not I know it's just some, that's something that that's just happened for another it, day, like yeah. getting in your own head. But I feel like so many things, you know, played into account as to why I don't show up on social media fully myself. Um, you know, in the journalism school, they're like, you won't get a job if you do X, mm. Y, and Z. So after a while, it was career that was stopping me from that because I'm like, you know, I'm trying to show up professionally. Mm. I wouldn't, I would be scared to post bathing suit pictures. Really? No, I got bathing suit pictures. <laughs> no, somebody gonna see this body. Somebody gonna see this body. But, you know, after a while, you know, I was just so trained to like, yeah. everything is gonna stop from getting a job. And I 